0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More You Know podcast featuring myself, Noah Scott. Today, I have a special co-host, Mitch Bartram.
1: What up, everybody? It
0: is I, Mitch Bartram. How's it going? I love you. Blessings. (laughs) Mitch is a good friend of mine from San Diego. He's an entrepreneur and a transformation facilitator. I'll give him a, a chance to explain what that is in a second. But I wanted to bring him on because he is a very insightful person. He is a person I can often go to as an older friend of mine for wisdom or the ideas or any kind of thought process or something deeper than a surface level conversation. He's one of my friends that can really help me with something like that. And I wanted to give him an opportunity to speak to everybody and kind of give them a takeaway or two and we can pick each other's brains recorded for you guys. So, Mitch, would it be cool if you let us know what a transformation facilitator is? Yeah, no doubt. So I appreciate that intro. First of all, man, I
1: love you. And uh, the feeling is mutual, dude. Whenever we talk, um, it's always getting into some creativity, introspection type stuff. And I really appreciate when I have friendships like that. So you're dope. Also, to answer your question. Yeah, transformational facilitator. The reason why I gave it that title which I'm still playing with as we speak um, is because really what I do if you want to give it the generic title um, is and I don't like using that term necessarily because I think I, I, I personally had this experience when I was introduced to that term and I think other people may have a similar experience that I had is when I hear the term life coach And someone is a life coach. First of all, I didn't know what the heck it was. And second, it sounded like kind of condescending, you know, like, oh, this person is a life coach. They have like, they know how to do life better, you know, and they're going to give me like the, they're going to show me how to like, how to do life. And they, they have the keys and stuff like that. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, it depends on what kind of coach you have, but that's why for myself, I call myself a transformation facilitator because really all I do is I hold a container and like a safe space for you to be able to express yourself and talk about what it is that you want to do in your life. And then I help you get there. So for example, what I say that I do right now, what I've helped, my a handful of clients recently I just finished up a three-month program with two of my clients is I basically if someone is feeling like they're waking up every day feeling out of alignment with their soul's purpose they have like this this and that's like yo you're not living is this all that life is you know you're waking up you're just going through the motions you're on autopilot you're doing the same old things and you're never feeling Uh, satisfied, gratified, passionate, you know, and you're just like, man, am I just going to wake up every day like this until I die? And your soul, when you ask yourself that question, your soul tells yourself like, nah, that's not what you're here for. You're here for so much more. But we oftentimes haven't been taught how to tap into that inner voice. And what I do is I help people listen to their own inner voice and set up an actual action plan for how it is that they're going to take the steps to do the thing that their soul is asking them, and really at this point, begging them to do, you know, because it's been so long. I think a lot of us can relate to that on some some performance. It has to do with, you know, working a job we hate or because our parents did so or, or whatever. And really just taking action on doing the things that you say you want to do. And I help people um, do that through a, a couple of different ways. So like the mass is giving the structure. And minus excuses plus aligned committed action equals results. So a lot of times when we have something in our life that we want to do, it be, you know, anything, it can be, In any realm of existence, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, whatever. Say someone wants to be an actor. And the very first thing that comes up in life because of old programming is reasons why we can't do it. I'm an actor. I've never taken acting classes. I'm scared. You know, people are going to judge me if I fuck up in front of the camera, blah, 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 this and that. All reasons why we won't. All reasons. All those reasons are, are your ego trying to keep you safe. So our ego has been like a wonderful tool for humans. And it used to be like, nah, you're not going to go outside of that cave because there's a fucking T-Rex out there or some shit. And listen to the fear because (laughs) it's going to help you. But now that we've evolved to the point where we're a lot safer, we're still allowing our ego to basically just trap us in fear because it thinks anything outside of our comfort zone equals death so it thinks that if you fuck up in front of the camera you know you're gonna die or whatever so now that we know right. that's not true we can d- decide to use our ego as a tool versus be used by it so that's when we get to say you know what ego go for trying to keep me safe but i'm gonna release that fear and and not that the fear is going to be gone because a lot of times the difference between doing something is not that the fear is gone it's that you're doing it scared you know it's like you're gonna do it with the fear or you're not gonna do it and uh exactly. and then you add in the aligned committed action steps to what it ever, to whatever it is that you want to do in this case acting um okay well i'm gonna align myself with the network of the field and maybe it looks like you're going to act or maybe it looks like you know whatever i can get into the details but i think you get it intention minus excuses Plus aligned, committed action with what it is that you want to do equals doing the thing. It's basically a three-month container that I've been holding for people to stop talking about it and to start being about it. And as you can tell, I I can talk and talk and talk. So I'll pause and let you jump in.
0: (laughs) I'm really happy that you uh, went into the in-depth description of it because a lot of people really, when you use words like that, they'll think, oh, she's like a therapist. Yeah, no. <laughs> and like, basically, you're going to be walking a person, helping a person through their journey by holding them accountable. Am I correct? Instead of Absolutely. just, instead of just talking to them back and forth and precisely okay, our time's
1: up. Precisely. Correct. That's huge that you got that because a lot of people don't know how to make that distinction. And you actually reminded me of a part of that sentence that I didn't finish, which was you asked me what I do and I said, okay, well, the masculine part of it is the intention minus reasons or excuses plus aligned committed action equals result. I, you know, we set up an image, like first of all, we visualize what it is that you want to do. We crystallize the action plan for it and then we get towards it. And then the feminine aspect of it is the emotional support. It is the, you know, once you actually take action on doing the thing that you say you want to do, That's when those old limiting beliefs and old patterns start to come up about like, you know, you start you start to get down to the root of why you feel you're feeling certain things like, oh, man, when I was a kid, my mom told me that I had to, you know, to shut up when I was singing. So I never wanted to sing again. And now I can't do these musicals or this play because, you know, I've always held on to this belief that I'm a a bad singer, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, there's always. Limiting beliefs and old paradigms of thinking that end up showing themselves within this container that I help support people in. So it's like the masculine part of it is, here's the structure, here's the plan, let's go do it, and then the feminine of it is like, okay, well, what are you feeling? How can we shift the way that you feel about that, shift the way that you think about that, and release old limiting beliefs that you have about yourself? And that's, right. like, the, that's like the play of the feminine and the masculine in this container that I hold people
0: in. Well... Since we kind of have a grasp of that now, hopefully, yeah. Uh, can can you like briefly explain, like just like a quick, very quick walkthrough of what you would have for like let's say the first time we'd meet, and uh, how do you how do you usually meet with your clients, and how would you go about setting up like setting up this plan in the yeah. first meeting? All right. So
1: the very very first step to this process is you found me on online or maybe word of mouth somehow and you decided that you were interested in working with me so then we book what is called a discovery call and the discovery call is a free consultation where we decide if we're a good fit to work with each other so then we hop on this call and basically do exactly what I said Um, just outline I outline what it is that I do and what this container and this three-month program is and I align it with your specific details. So I'll ask the person like what it is that like where it is that they're in their life right now, what it is that they want to do, um reasons why they haven't done it, and I talk to them about how these are limiting beliefs and just things that are in our way that we can totally with help and support bypass, not not even bypass, but like work through and integrate in order to do the things that we want to do. And then once they decide that they want to do it, then our first call is okay, let's dive into actually crystallizing a vision and an image how it is that you want your life to look not only in the next three months once we finish but moving forward because you know i'm not going to hold your hand through the process especially after three months you you got to be able to hold your own you know what i mean so like i'm not i'm not doing anything for them that's another thing that people ask me on on our like consultation calls is they'll be like Well, like, what kind of transformation are you going to like, like, how are you going to transform me? What are you going to like do for me? And my answer is, I'm not going to transform you. I don't, you're the only person who's responsible for your transformation and you are going to get out what you put in. So all I can do is hold space for you and hold you accountable and support you in your own transformation and you transforming yourself. So step one looks like we're crystallizing our image. And, uh, and there's different exercises that I have for that. But really, I'll just ask somebody. And most of the time when these people come into the container, it's because they already know what their soul's calling out for them to do. They already know what it is that they're feeling. And they'll tell me that. And then we'll just go into taking action steps. And that's what it looks like for the next three months. In the three-month period, we have seven calls. And in between our seven calls, they have my phone number and we they have access to chat with me about whatever it is that's coming up with them coming up for them and uh just step by step it's really intuitive depending on the client but i have different like exercises and i call them quests versus like homework assignments because I feels like more playful and like magical it feels dope to go on a quest versus like oh, i have this homework assignment so i give my clients quests to like retrain them in the way that they think the way that they talk to themselves and uh And really hold them accountable and push them past their comfort zone because our comfort zone equals staying the same for the rest of our life. And growth lies in discomfort. So it's a lot about, you know, stepping into that zone that we're kind of scared of going into, if that answers your question.
0: Yes, it does. I think uh, 100%, like you were saying, uh, the way we think and talk to ourselves Mm -hmm. is like something that's like super big. I always tell my friends, I'm like, hey. Like, let's just change the wording on that, and like you may like they may not understand why I do that all the time, but that's like a big way to push ourselves to go bigger and better than we usually do. Another thing I wanna touch on you were talking about um people say, "Hey, so what are you gonna do for me? How are you gonna transform me?" Yeah, I think there's a stigma at least with Americans where we pay for a service and we expect something to be done for us Mm -hmm. opposed to paying for a service and understanding that this is what we're getting from that service. And I think that that's like very important and dope that you explain to people like, Hey, look, yes, you are paying for this service, but at the end of the day, the whole reason you're here is because you have to do it. Absolutely. I I don't know. I feel like oftentimes people may feel people, some people may be um, not too fond of the idea that <laughs> you're saying you're not going to do something for them. Yeah. But then again, that may be a part of the fundamental problem of why they, are, they need these calls with you. No doubt. And, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a weird... Uh, it's a weird... And do you think that uh, there's a lazy... Not necessarily, I wouldn't use the word lazy, but there's some type of social stigma where Americans feel like we have to do something or have some type of high level of success to be great and want to do something. Like, not these calls don't necessarily have to take somebody to Forbes, right? They can be no, not at all, yeah, something very small and minute, like if they wanted to. I always talk to my friends about creating like what what do you do like everybody I think everyone's creative oh it's just a matter of like what can you tap into like even like what would you be able to help with something like that because I a lot of my friends are like well I don't know I like to draw yeah so like what would be like a process for that
1: I 100% agree with you about everybody being creative and i think you said it's just about like what can you tap into and i agree and i also think it's about how how much can you stop judging yourself and judging your process because i think the judgment that we have of our process of creating is one of the biggest blockages in actually creating something and i oh, by far yeah no doubt and i've been feeling that way for myself whenever you know we all have these these things in us and it's just about noticing them. You know, the first step to change is awareness. And if, you're, if you can't bring awareness to something, then you don't know it's there. So how are you going to even make a shift in that? So the first step that I would, you know, help clients with is bringing your awareness to the way that you're thinking about yourself, the way that you're thinking about the process and, you know, your narrative about everything that's going on in your life. So, you know, it's really it's really like in the moment of like how I would support that person. So basically if you're talking about like your friend who's like, I like drawing and I'd be like, okay, well, do you draw? (laughs) You know, like what, what's, what's your process? Like, like, why don't you go draw? And then they'll be like, Oh, well, I'm not good. And then you start hearing the limiting beliefs come up, you know, like I'm not good. I, I, You know, I stopped drawing for a while and now it's like too late for me or whatever. And maybe one of the things that I would do for them, you know, kind of unrelated to actually putting down the pencil on the paper and getting to drawing is writing down all the limiting beliefs that they have about themselves when it comes to their art. You know, on one side is the old paradigm. On the right side of the paper is the new paradigm in two columns. And on the left side, put your old paradigm of thinking, which is the beliefs. like, okay uh write down everything that you think about yourself when it comes to your art you know uh, my art's not as good as the next person I I'm too old to really get into it as you know I would have been better if I started when I was a kid Blah 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 whatever it is and then in the right column you would shift your narrative around that whether it's you know taking the same idea and slightly skewing it to have a more positive like uh, view on it or you would totally shift it you know so it'd be like all right? okay well maybe i didn't start when i was a child and i'm a little older now than a lot of people but i can start right now and all i have is the present moment like that's the thing is all we have is when it comes to change all we have is the present moment so it doesn't matter if you're you know way down the line and you think like you can no longer like it's too late for you or whatever like you can't go back and you can't go forward all you can do is start right now in this moment so taking them through like shifting their their limiting beliefs about it and just shifting the way that they talk about themselves and bringing awareness to that so it goes from not only being a exercise on a piece of paper but also bringing it into your everyday life so now when you say some dumb shit about yourself you get to be like, oh, I noticed that now and I'm not going to say that to myself anymore because when it really comes down to it, whatever thought we have, whatever words we have about ourselves, like you said, our words create our world. Whatever words that you have about yourself is going to take you into the vortex where that thought is truth. So if you right. tell yourself like, oh man, I'm a shitty artist. I'm not capable of, of doing art anymore because it, I took too long or whatever. You just entered the realm where that belief is true instantaneously and that's going to be your truth. So it's like, okay, if you have a goal, what's going to be a more, like what thought is going to be more conducive of of succeeding in that goal? One that says you can't or one that says you can? Obviously, the one that says you can't is not going to help get you there. So if you want to get there, why even waste a fucking second on the thought that's not going to get you there? just shift just shift it and it's easier said than done at times because sometimes um it's rooted less in your thoughts and more in like your somatic feelings and in your body you know like you truly have this like feeling inside that you're not capable um but as you can see man it has less to do with the actual like art of drawing and it has more to do with like the way that we think about ourselves
0: do you think that the way we think about ourselves is just like inherent and it's passed down through generations and generations of just how the mind has transformed? Mm. Or do you think that, that's, that there are some people that totally don't have that at all?
1: Totally don't have the limiting beliefs and the all that? The limiting beliefs, right. I, I would highly doubt that there's anybody on well
0: not with zero yeah zero but
1: well well well, even to just answer that question because where it was going was kind of cool was uh someone told me a story the other day i was in hawaii and i met this dude flip tripper what's up shout out to flip tripper (laughs) (laughs) and uh he was um you know living in this hammock on the beach and uh I was kicking it and he came up to me and started having a conversation with me. And it was a very beautiful, insightful conversation. It went in so many different directions. It was awesome. But one of the things he said was in the Bible, there's a story about when Jesus was walking on water, he started to doubt himself that he could actually do it. And as, as he um, started to doubt himself, he started sinking into the water and he could no longer walk on the surface of it. And, you know, you can think of whatever you want about religion and who Jesus was or wasn't and all that's kind of beside the point. The point lies within the message of the story is we only limit ourselves based upon our beliefs about our world. And I don't think that there's, yeah, I think that there may be people who inherently have a more positive self-talk because of the way they came up. You know, with examples in their life, whether it was their parents or, um, you know, some some like adult figure in their life that they right. looked up to right. and admired. And then obviously there's also people who um, struggle more with that because of their environment as well. You know what I mean? That's we could that's a whole nother conversation that we could go into and that I'm super down <laughs> no, to go right. into. But um, yeah, man, I think it definitely has to do its nurture and nature so so i think it's like who knows which one came first you know it's like the chicken or the egg or whatever but i think that depending on how you're nurtured is going to shape the way that you think about yourself and about your world and i honestly think that our thoughts and our beliefs and our actions change our dna and it's called epigenetics and that's something that you could look into if, if that sounds interesting to you. But um, And then now, now that you've, you know, started thinking in a certain way and started believing certain things, you've actually embedded that and encoded your DNA to have that within it. So now that when you have kids, you're passing those limiting beliefs on. So that's where you hear like of generational curses and, you know, generational trauma and things like that. It's definitely passed down genetically um, as well as. Behaviorally, like in person, when you're like, sorry, my phone just vibrated. Um, it's passed down in person, like by nurture and through genes by nature, and I think that you can see that in people who have never met their parents and have some of the limiting beliefs and, you know, old traumas that their parents carried, even when they never right. met them. So I think it's both, man. I think it's, I think it's definitely embedded uh, in them through nature and also learned behaviorally from nurture and some people have more and some people have less no doubt but when it comes down to it we all have limiting beliefs about ourselves and we're all capable of bringing awareness to them and shifting them so that we can do whatever it is that we want in our life like no matter how many limiting beliefs that we have they aren't enough to stop us
0: yeah I I think that there are definitely people who are more, uh, I would say, fearless and less afraid to fail than others. Oh, 100%. I 100% agree that it would be genetics and also at the same time, like the way they come up, like some people are just like almost trained from a young age to like, no, just go and try again, try again, try again. Absolutely. And I don't know. I think that uh, also learning that it's okay to fail and learning that it's going to take a few failures for something you really yeah. want to do, and not having a, a
1: negative stigma around failing,
0: right? You know exactly. that like if you fail, you're a failure, and you
1: and you're stupid, and you look bad, and blah 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 blah. And I strive to be one of those parents and one of those role models for people coming up that you know, failing is good, and that you know, do it through your fear and, and helping people to be brought up with that mindset so that they don't have to figure it out way later down the line. And like you said about failing, it reminded me of something I heard a long time ago when I was a kid. It's like the best, like if you see like a skateboarder or, you know, in any profession, but this is the way that it was introduced to me is like if you see a skateboarder like a bmx biker or whatever and they're like the fucking most badass of them all and they're doing these crazy ass tricks and they're freaking quadruple manupal flipping and doing all these wild ass things those people have fallen and gotten hurt and quote unquote failed more than anybody else in their field
0: easily yeah but we don't see that
1: (laughs) no doubt and uh it's, it's something Gary Vee has, like, a really cool mindset around all this. He's like, like, I fucking love losing. He's like, I love failing because, uh, you know, it just means that you're learning. And then you get to take that intel and use it moving forward. And it really is only a win. Like, this is another way you can think about shit is, like, there's only wins in life. There's no losing because every single thing that happens to you is happening for you. It's not happening to you. And that's a huge consciousness shift that you can have right there is not playing the victim and playing and playing the person who's, you know, playing the hero, playing the person who's learning, you know, life isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. And that shifts your whole world right there. And what that reminds me of is uh, a few years back, one of my homies um, got in a car accident. He was driving under the influence and had his best friends in the back of the car, and he rolled off the side of this hill, and they like rolled down this mountain. And luckily, everybody lived, and everybody was OK, but it was like a huge wake-up call for him, and it smacked him in his face. and we were having to talk about it, and he was really shook up by it, and he was saying like, he was having a conversation with somebody else who was trying to like help him and support him through this uh, tough time he was going through. And the person said something to him with all good intention. Um, but he said, you know, you know, man, sometimes you're going to go through these experiences and, and life's just going to try to break you. Like life's going to try to break you. And I had to stop him right there when he told me that I was like, yo, life is not trying to break you. Life is trying to build you. And as soon as you shift it to that mindset that life is trying to build you, then you get to be grateful for the times that are difficult for the discomfort and for the, for the shit that maybe not doesn't feel good in the moment, but you know that you're learning from it and you're becoming a better person from it and you're becoming stronger from it versus, you know, life's trying to break you. That just makes life suck. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, how do you want your life to be? Do you want your life to suck? Or do you want it to be, you know, something that has like a, it's however you want your life to be, you get to choose to think, in a way that makes that happen. And so many times people are just on autopilot thinking life is shitty. And to be honest, man, it might, I don't know, man. It seems like at least the majority of people that I've grown up around, that's like the, uh, that's like our default programming because it's so it's, it's been programmed in us. So it's like easier to go on autopilot than it is to like become conscious and think about everything that we do, but it's fun. It's like a video game.
0: No, 100%. I think uh, also at the same time, I was thinking about it and I was going to say, like, what do you think made you start thinking like this and shifting your process <laughs> and wanting to help people do this? And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I feel like you've been like this forever because your dad is like
1: this. Yeah. Yes. So you <laughs> shout you, out to your dad, by shout the way. Out,
0: shout out to so my dad. Myself.
1: I will. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. So I'm going to answer your question. And uh, yeah, man, people ask me this question and they're like, How'd you like become this way? Like, how'd you get on this like, quote unquote, spiritual path or become conscious and this and this and that. And really like the main answer that I give is like, like when they ask me, when did this happen? Or, you know, what was a specific point that it happened in my life? I just say like from birth, but you know, like from, from, from the creation, if you believe in creation or from like, for, for all time, for eternity, like I didn't just not just one thing happened that brought me to this point. It's been a culmination of everything I've ever experienced. And it's been a culmination of everything everyone else before me has experienced. And all of that has brought me to this point where I am today talking with you on the phone. But if we're going to like actually think about like this specific life that I'm living and what points in this life have helped me get to this place is definitely one is my dad. And uh, the trippy thing about it is, um, I used to have a lot of resentment for the reason why I think I, I came up this way is because my dad was, is, um, he's still Christian, but growing up he was a very devout and dogmatic Christian and like authoritarian and um, a lot of like fear-based Christianity is what I remember. Um, so like I've always had this resentment for Christianity that I'm really just starting to unpack and to start, healing and to start letting go and actually appreciating it. But, um, so my dad was always very spiritual and it was through his religion and he would always be speaking to me from scripture and, uh, in like spiritual terms. And I obviously soaked it all up and I might not speak in the way that a Christian speaks, but I think that the way that I speak has a lot of the same underlying tones and underlying messages as you know, all, all religion and all spirituality have, like, a very similar underlying message. And I think that's what I kind of got from my dad when he was talking to me about all this stuff. Another thing is, yeah. is uh, um, he my whole life, he's been a motivational speaker. He's been a lot of things, but one of the things, he's been a motivational speaker. And he's always been someone who has been a leader and never been afraid to check himself and to... Um, think about the way he's thinking about things and helping others to to uh you know planting seeds in others so that they may do the same for themselves. I remember I remember growing up, he'd always be telling me like, if he'd catch me say something like, "Man, I hate that," he'd be like, "Don't say that." Like, you you I know you're just messing around and it's not serious to you, but like our words are powerful, and the way that you speak is is basically our words create our world and and if you say you know things like that you're going to project that into the universe and that's going to be your truth so watch the way that you say it and i remember i used to get so mad so mad (laughs) and just be like shut the fuck up dude like it's not that serious it's not that serious and i would get so mad man and uh and i appreciate it even though i got so mad at it um Yeah. And he'd be like, be careful, like the music that you're listening to and stuff like that, because all that stuff is going straight into your subconscious mind and programming you. And it's so fucking true, man. And I was just like, dude, I want to listen to D12. Like, get the fuck out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I remember he he uh, he made me snap my D12 album. It was uh, d D12 world. It was D12 D12 world. World. Yeah. And uh, I remember I got it at Best Buy and I put it in the car. And it was like, 10, ready or night, here we come, here comes trouble in the club, 11, 12, 15, or pistols big as M16s, how the fuck we sneak in with these many heaters in our jeans? And my mom was sitting there like, what the heck is, because <laughs> <laughs> we just like bumped it like in the parking lot as soon as I got it. And it was just like, motherfucker, I'll walk Papa blowing-. <laughs> I want a pop and I was like, oh shit, I should not have played this in front of my mom i love that album now we're getting a little off track but i love that album it was fucking dope but i had to snap it because my dad uh didn't want me to be listening to shit that he thought was going to be poor for my subconscious mind um so my dad absolutely being a christian spiritual man being a motivational speaker always speaking to me about the way that i think the way that i speak uh what i listen to what i'm what i'm consuming you know health wise because he was he's in the health and fitness industry and He's he's been the fucking, he's the reason why I'm like this. And also another um, big factor in me being the way that I am today is not only him, uh, but along the line somewhere, I feel like after maybe living in autopilot, or, you know, in an unconscious state and really not like thinking about what it is that I want in my life and kind of just going through the motions. I got introduced to uh, psychedelic psilocybin mushrooms. And as soon as I took those, I had a really enlightening experience and got to this point in my life where I was, I realized like, oh man, like there's a whole other side to existence that's conscious and you get to create your reality in the way that, and then basically I just like I heard all those messages that my dad was saying to me back in the day, but now they actually were in my body, not just in my head. You know, they made sense. And I could, and it was like, it's like if someone gave you a toolbox and you were carrying that toolbox with you for your whole life, but you didn't know how to fucking use it. You didn't know how to turn the power driver on and like unscrew something or you didn't know how to use a screwdriver. You just had them with you. But then all of a sudden I took mushrooms and it was like, here's how you use all of these tools. Go use them. And now I have, like, the the free will. I always had it, but now I'm aware that I can consciously, like, use the tools in a certain way to live the life that I want to live. And uh, Yeah, lots of stuff, man. I mean, relationships, dude. Being in relationships is a gnarly mirror, if not the biggest mirror you could ever have in your life. Um, because any Anytime you get triggered by anybody or someone or something, it's, it's not them. It's a reflection of who you are and what's going on inside of you. And if you allow that trigger and that discomfort to be an indicator of where you would benefit from growth within your life and you use it as such and you allow yourself to go past the pride and to look within and to be willing to change parts of yourself, then everything becomes a tool and everything becomes a uh, like a vessel to ascendant ascending uh, ascension is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's that,
0: man. That's super uh, interesting. Cause like I got, uh, I only, I got to hear your dad speak one time in New York and yeah. uh, we were out there and we're listening to him and he's talking about working out and talking about making that change, being willing to say, forget it. I'm going to get up in the morning I don't care what I have to do. Mm -hmm. And I almost was like, man, let's just go to the, let's just go to the (laughs) hotel. Let's just go to the hotel gym right now and get get a workout in like, and like little things like that make me think about how you think. And then your like evolution of where you got to where you are now. And it's super dope to hear it in a full story. I've never really heard it linear. It's kind of always like, we're always talking about it bits and pieces Mm -hmm. and it's really dope that everybody else is going to get to hear it too. Because hopefully they can think about how their um, whole process is leading up to maybe this very moment where they're listening to this and they're going to say, okay, today's the day where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus in and do whatever I want to do. Yeah. But you know. with that being said, I want to ask you a question. Kid it. So yeah. nobody that you know personally, unless you know like somebody... Like, we don't need a name. You don't need a name drop or anything. But okay. five creators that have influenced you to Ooh. do what you want to do off the top of your head. I didn't tell you this before because I want it you didn't. as genuine and, like, from the heart as possible. Yeah, okay. So, so five creators that have influenced you to get to this point, whether it they've influenced you in your current career, your previous career. Yeah. Or anything that you've done in your life. Okay, so people that I don't know. I mean, you could, you could know them, but I want you just to kind of reach for people that are more so I got you. I got are,
1: you. Yeah. Here it goes. So the very first person that came to my mind is Tupac. So Tupac Shakur. Shakur, if you don't know who that is, look him up. He's – oh, I mean, what he's most known for is probably going down as one of the most prolific – Uh, rappers in history, but also he was known as a very instrumental social activist, um, son of a Black Panther and people involved in like the Black Liberation Army and stuff like that. And I was just listening to him from a young age. Like, I don't even know how I got, I probably got introduced to him through my dad because the way that I got introduced to hip hop music and rap music was through my dad. And, uh, Somehow I came across Tupac. I guess if you're in the hip-hop world, you're at some point coming across Tupac. And as soon as I heard him, he grasped me to like this degree that I had never been. Like I would be listening to him in my room in the wee hours of the morning, just like being brought to maybe even tears, but like in this deep emotion of like what he was talking about and the struggles that people go through and how he wanted to help them. And he really just, I saw him as someone that was so compassionate and someone that was so intelligent and informed and doing the best that he could for his people. And he's been someone who highly, highly motivated me and inspired me to be the best conscious person that I could be. And the other person that came to my mind ASAP as like, like almost as quickly as Tupac, if not simultaneously is Kid Cudi. And Kid Cudi, man, he, he was super, instrumental in getting me through some of my darkest times um right there like by my side it felt like literally speaking to me through my headphones telling me that you know I'm gonna get through this everything that I'm going through is for a reason and I'm the hero of my journey and it's all gonna be okay and he has made me be he has made me want to be someone who does that for other people who doesn't like romanticize and perpetuate uh, old limiting beliefs about like being a victim and stuff like that. But, right. but, uh, telling people that, you know, this is happening for you, not to you. And you're, and you're going to find your way out and your life is going to blossom because of this, you know, like a seed germinates in darkness and then blossoms into the light. And so be grateful for the dark times. And, uh, yeah. Kid Cuddy was the other one that came up for me. Boom! So those are two, man. Yeah, that's uh, only two. Yeah, the other ones, man. That's tough for me. Um, you can we can go three. We can go three. We can go three. three. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a third person. I guess so. Someone who's inspired me to. Your question was like to help people in the way that I am right now.
0: Yeah, just inspired your creative path and your your journey as far as doing things inspiring. Mm.
1: All right. Well, so another artist, like musician, it's, it's funny because the three have been musicians so far is Tosh Sultana. And the reason why she comes up is I have never, I didn't really look at her as someone who's like inspiring me to um, like help people in a certain way, but she's really inspired me to, go into my emotions and feel certain things that i may have been hiding from or not willing to feel and like actually facing them and then she also inspired me to like really dive into all these artists did but she was also one of them to to inspire me to dive into my creative energy when it comes to music and writing songs and poetry or just like feeling my emotions and using using them as like creative force so Uh, I didn't really expect her to be one of the people that came, but those are definitely the three artists that came to my head right now. Um, Yeah, I guess I I got to give a shout out to Preston Smiles as well. If you're not familiar with Preston Smiles, check him out. Um, He's a personal development uh, life uh, freedom coach. And uh, he's been someone who... I hired as a, as a mentor and as a coach to help kind of lead me on this path that I'm on right now, when it comes to being a personal development coach or a life transformation facilitator. And he's been someone who I've looked up to and, you know, to be someone who, uh, can kind of guide the way on how to, how to do the things that he's done. So that's been really cool. And as of now, man, I want to shout out my dad again, um, for doing everything that i I said he did prior, but those are the those are the main people that are coming to my head right now, so I'm gonna let you say what you're going to say right now, and then if another one pops up i want to answer I want to add them to the equation because this is a dope question
0: right, yeah, no, I think that it's dope that all of those people are very, very different yeah like obviously creativity and being artistic is along everything's along the same lines but the way they express it and the way the message is delivered is different from all of of those people. And I think it's interesting how, like, I can ask that question to anybody, and I believe that all five would be delivering the message or would have a completely different idea, and that kind of shapes that person. And I don't think we understand as people that there are so many – people and things that inspire us and we don't even notice oh
1: shit yo okay so you you just jogged my memory or something and i feel like appalled that this was not a person that came up immediately because i was thinking yo i know there's someone so instrumental in my life that i haven't like listed yet that i haven't expressed myself about yet and that person is tyler the creator
0: tyler for sure tyler the creator
1: and uh yo he He the way that he's inspired me has been super dope. So these other people like Tupac inspired me to be like conscious in the way that I think about my life and the way that like people are experiencing life and how I can help people. Kid Cuddy was like getting me through dark times and inspired me to like want to help people do the same, like help bring people out of depression and help uh people like shift the way that they think about themselves and live the best life that they can. Tosh is like feel all your emotions, play the guitar, you know, like tap into creativity. Tyler, dude, Tyler has been like, be your authentic self no matter what. Above all, be you, be true to you, be true to the way that you express yourself. Fuck how anybody thinks about you and do what you think is best for you and express yourself in the way that feels best for you. And he did that to the point where he got you know, so much backlash for saying some, you know, actually wild ass shit. And
0: yeah. <laughs> and, right.
1: and, um, and I'm not necessarily like condoning things that he said, but what I am doing is appreciating him for being himself no matter what and seeing the the transformation that he's gone through from this like, I guess the image of this like wild ass fucking hooligan to this like really... Oh, man, just, like, the way that he puts his life together through his art.
0: It's, like, articulate. Yeah, every – it's, like,
1: every facet of his life is a fucking canvas. And he uses it like that. And and, and he's just – he's literally Tyler, the creator. Like, any idea that he has in his mind, like, he paints out into reality. And he's been someone who's been super instrumental in me, um, inspiring and motivating me to actually – be the creator of my life and be like a a human 3d printer you know what i mean like we have ideas that come through our mind and what are they there for if not to create them so actually like use using those uh thoughts in those in our imagination and our creativity to manifest something into our physical reality whether it be like music or anything you know and that's and that's really what I help people do is decide what it is that they want to create, get rid of all the reasons, not even get rid of, but just understand all the reasons for why you say you can't do it and then do it. And he's been the person who like really fucking has been the archetypical person in my life for the person who's doing that and inspiring me to do the same thing. So shout out to Tyler, the creator. Whoa. Whoa.
0: Yeah, no, Tyler's definitely on my list too. Yeah, And I think that uh, for a lot of people that are close to our age and that kind of are traveling on the same journey as me and you, I would say we have similar journeys, not exactly yeah. the same. But could uh, that listen to that type of music would say that he had some type of impact. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. I think that once again, that's another different. Or that's another person who's giving the message so different, mm-hmm. and it's so interesting that we can pick people and take a little bit, just like you were saying, take a little bit of all, like a little bit from all five or four, however many we've talked about. Yeah, and that shapes kind of a thinking and thought process for us.
1: Absolutely, no doubt. Everybody's got something something different to everybody's a teacher
0: everybody's a teacher right and I always tell my friends we learn like we as in humans learn two ways and it's through experience or through somebody somebody teaching us about an experience that they had but one way or another to learn that the hard way yeah and we can take that at face value and say hey I'm going to take this lesson or I'm not going to listen to this person. I'm going to do what I want to do. And then you're going to learn it the hard way. But either way, we're going to learn it. And I think that, especially for music, listening to what artists, musicians and um, musical artists have to say is like a great way to learn through their experience. No doubt. And I think part of the reason why we
1: are so like entranced or inspired or like feel this pull towards I'll say celebrities as like, as like a society, we have this pull, like this fascination with celebrities, but on a, on a different level, we have this inspiration from artists and creators, because I think that the people that we look up to and admire that are in that, in that light, um, they shine a light on the part of us or they, they embody the parts of us that we want to embody within ourselves. So like we, we look up to these people or we, we aspire to be like these people because they have traits that they're actually embodying and that they're actually using that we want to tap into within ourselves. So we see them as like mirrors, And we might not know it consciously, but we see them as people like that we want to be like, because we, at some level, we know we can tap into that ourselves, but sometimes we we choose to live vicariously through them and kind of just idolize them versus use them as like proof that we could do it too and go get it ourselves.
0: Right. And I think that that comes kind of full circle to how you're trying to help people tap in and unlock that. You can do it yourself. Mm -hmm it absolutely and does it's, it's super dope and uh, i want to take time right now for you to give out your socials yeah that way everybody can um keep up with you and what you're doing or if they want to reach out to you um no doubt. so you can just give out your whatever socials you use mostly yeah would be helpful.
1: so really my main social platform that I use um, regularly and that I facilitate most of my content creation on is Instagram and my handle on Instagram is at Mitch Bartram. So it's M I T C H B A R T R A M. And uh, yeah, my YouTube is the same, same name Mitch Bartram on YouTube. And then uh, sometimes I post Little, I got this loud ass car driving by me, but sometimes I post little things on Twitter and it's at Mitch Bartram as well. So pretty much all my handles are are the same thing. Go check it out. See what you resonate with. If you resonate, let me know. Become part of the community. I got cool things happening soon so you can stay tuned and decide if you want to be a part of it, if you want to support, if you want to collaborate, whatever it might be feel free to reach out to me and all of that because I welcome community and I welcome different perspectives and uh, yeah, no doubt. Let's get it.
0: Yeah. I just want to speak on that really quick for uh, obviously most of the people listening to this won't know you, but Mitch is one of my most creative friends and he's kind of the one who kind of was pushing me towards the idea of, yo, you can actually make a clothing line uh, and you can do, almost whatever you want, like Mitch plays instruments, he sings, he rap, he's a rapper, like an insane rapper for like, you guys wouldn't believe it.
1: Damn, um, I, I actually really appreciate that. Like, I didn't know you thought that. <laughs> that's super yeah, sick. like
0: the, the amount of, the, like the amount of things that you do is kind of what has me on, is like part of the reason that has me on this train is like, yo, just do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super dope. And I want to thank you for that. And definitely have to kick it real soon. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up right now.
1: Yeah, well, I just want to say I appreciate you for not only edifying me and affirming me and saying dope things about me that feel good to hear, but I also appreciate you as also being one of my most creative friends. You know, you and, and Mazin and, and everybody. You know, when we kick it, we always have these beautiful beautiful creative flowing uh, ideas and conversations that come through and uh it's always good to have somebody in my life who's doing things i mean just the fact that you asked me that you created this podcast for yourself is just goes to show you know that you take action on your creative ideas and i'm happy to have been asked to be a part of it and that i'm on here having this conversation with you because it's been a blast it's been fun doing it but also this has been a super big inspiration for me to get back on my creative horse because, you know, not that I've been off completely, but when it comes to content creation for social media and things like that, uh, I've kind of been taking a step back, focusing on some other stuff right now. And this really made me feel like, oh, I, I feel I feel the juice and uh, you were you were instrumental in, in that juice that uh, I feel flowing through my veins right now. So I appreciate you all love. And uh, yeah, till next time.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for tuning into another episode of the more, you know, podcast. Hope to have more guests coming in soon. Once again, Mitch's socials on all platforms are at M I T C H B A R T R A M. So feel free to hit him up. My socials are, Find Noah on Instagram. I am at Real Noah Scott on Twitter. This is the More You Know podcast, and we're signing off. Thank you. Have a Blessings,
1: good peace, peace.